Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. This is Last Drinks Podcast, a new conversation about how to navigate an awesome life without alcohol, reframing the cultural norms around alcohol in our lives, and hosted by me, Maz Compton, sober since 2015. Hey friends, welcome to another episode of Last Drinks Podcast. This episode is really practical and I'm going to use my own story or part of my own story as an example just because I think, I don't know, giving a really honest example is probably the best way to explain this episode. I know there are a bunch of online quizzes you can do to assess your relationship with alcohol. And they're great. They serve an excellent purpose. You can go online to, you know, many sobriety forums and find a little pop quiz on, you know, let's define what kind of a drinker you are by asking a few questions. And if you're really honest with the answers that you plug into those algorithms, you may have a definition or a label for your relationship with alcohol at the end of a few questions. And that, you know, that can be helpful. I have a strategy on how you can define your relationship with alcohol and you don't need to plug anything into a computer. It's simply having a conversation with yourself or you can write it down. The simplest question you can ask yourself is, am I okay with my relationship with alcohol? And it is a really simple yes or no. You either are totally cool and fine with the amount you drink, how often, and the circumstances that you find yourself using alcohol in, and it's manageable, and it's great, and that's good for you. If the answer is no, then there are so many options open to you on how you can further define what that means, and then maybe take some action in how you can redefine your relationship with alcohol. We talk about this a lot on the podcast, reframing your relationship with alcohol, redefining your relationship with alcohol. But before we get to that point where you reframe or redefine, we have to define. So this conversation is how to assess your current relationship with alcohol, whether it's in check and good and okay, or whether it's having a negative effect on your life, let's figure out the definition. And this can only be true for you and your relationship with alcohol. You can't do this on someone else's behalf. And it's an exercise that when I kind of figured this out, it's definitely something that it took me a while to share honestly my assessment of my relationship with alcohol. In fact, I was probably like three years into my sobriety journey before I explained it the way that I'm going to explain it for you. 
How do we assess our relationship with alcohol? It's really tricky because what even is alcohol? It's a drink. But for some people, it's a substance that ruins their life. For some people, it's something that they need. It's what they deserve at the end of a tough day. It helps some people get through. It makes some people throw up. It gives some people hangovers. It stops some people's brains working. It makes some people violent. It stops some people being able to drive a car, have a conversation, tell the punchline of a joke. It's so many things to so many people. And the more alcohol you have, the more different expressions you can have with it. It can change you into so many different types of people and versions of yourself. So to really nail down an assessment of your relationship with alcohol, talk to me about your relationship with alcohol as if alcohol was a person. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to tell you about what my relationship with alcohol was like before I stopped drinking as if alcohol was a person. So this person and I, we hang out most afternoons. I kind of dread hanging out with them at the moment. I feel like I can't not hang out with this person Whenever I'm around other people, this person is always there and I kind of wish that I could tell this person to stop and go away, but I can't. This person is just always hanging around and then it's super annoying when I'm really bored or I don't have anything to do, I go and I find this person and spend time with this person. And then another thing happens, this person, every single time we hang out, I feel like utter crap the next day. I have like a gross hangover. I feel like I eat crap food whenever I'm with this person. I eat awful food. And whenever I've hung out with this person, the next day I feel like I have this guilty feeling like I've done something stupid. The more I hang out with this person, the sillier I become. And sometimes when I hang out with this person, I get home and I don't even remember getting home. I don't even know how I got home and then I feel sick. Sometimes... When I'm with this person, I vomit. But it's crazy because I hate this person. I don't want to hang out with this person. This person is everywhere I go and I just, it's like I can't not hang out with them. I don't know how to not hang out with them, but I don't want to hang out with them. And they're always around and they make me feel like utter crap about myself. And it's like I'm trapped, like this person has this, grip on me and this hold on me and I can't escape it but I just I don't even know where to start I'm so stuck now if I was explaining that to you and I was talking about an actual real human being you would say Maz that person is toxic that person is abusing you and you need to get away from that person But that is the assessment of the relationship that I had with alcohol. And when I reframed that assessment in my head and I stopped saying alcohol, drinks, party, shots, wine, champagne, beer, what have you, and I framed it as 
a relationship with a person, it broke me because I realized that I had surrendered all power to this substance, that I had lost who I was and I was continuing to lose who I was by allowing this substance to control me. It's not a person, but the effect that it was having on me, if it was a person, anybody in their right mind would say, get away from that person. And that's when the penny drop moment happened for me and I realized that I needed to get away from this person and the best way to get away from a person is to break up with them. And sometimes you can have a break and spend some time apart and then try and put the band back together. But usually after a hiatus, something has changed for someone and that person can move on without the other. So that is the way that I figured out and assessed my relationship with alcohol. And when I realized it was so damaging, so toxic, so abusive, um, it was negative, there was no benefit to this substance in my life. And I realized I had to break up with alcohol if you're using relationship terms. And it's not until you really have that honest conversation with yourself and figure out that honest, truly honest, just between you and the mirror, truly honest assessment of your relationship with alcohol, that you can then redefine it. You've got to define it first. And you can only define it if you're going to be brutally honest with yourself. And when you find that definition, whatever it is for you, don't feel bad. Feel good that you figured it out. Feel good that you have been able to assess this relationship in your life that could be causing you so much drama and so much grief. And it's completely reframable. It's completely redefinable once you define it first. So this is a pretty heavy episode because I know for people who are sober curious, this is a bit of a hard truth. And this is a bit of a look in the mirror, come to Jesus moment, but you've got to have it. You've got to have the come to Jesus moment. You do. And when you do, I hope that you feel a sense of relief that you have at least identified and assessed your relationship with alcohol for what it truly is for you. And from there, you can go forward, hopefully on a journey of sobriety. There are other episodes in this podcast that can help you on your sobriety journey early on. And there's also loads of conversations that I'm having with people who are down their sobriety journey and they have some wisdom and some advice to to pass on to others in this community. And I feel like the Sober Living community is a help me, help you, help us, help each other environment, which I love. And I feel like that will help us all thrive. If you need a hand assessing your relationship with alcohol, Feel free to reach out. I'm happy to walk you through it. Um, you can reach out through Instagram, DM us at Last Drinks Pod on Insta. And remember the purpose of this episode, I've designed this episode because you cannot redefine what you haven't already defined. So defining your relationship with alcohol, assessing your relationship with alcohol really is step one on this sober curiosity path. So Take care of yourselves. 
and I will catch you next week. Thanks for listening to Last Drinks Podcast. If you love this podcast, then subscribe. For more inspiration and to reach out, you can follow us on Instagram at Last Drinks Pod. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.